Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. It's a delight to see you. Today is what we call uh, the beginning of the church year. I don't know exactly why it should be the beginning because the church year is always taking place. But especially uh, in deference to our older schedule of being not very active in the summer, Today is the day that we begin a lot of different things. The choir comes back today. What a good thing to see the choir. Uh, Sunday school begins to kick into full stream and classes start next week. So that's going on. That's a very big deal. Um, in this greeting for the summer, it says that the minister, Michael Brown, has been gone. So I guess that's part of it too. So many things do happen uh, that start up and I hope you will find things to do that, that will feed your soul. I wanna tell you, if you're new, you probably don't know this, but if you're not new, you probably do, that this year that we're starting right now is the 175th year of the Universalist Unitarian Church in Peoria, Illinois. So that's, that's a pretty significant landmark. And we're going to be celebrating that this year with various kinds of festivities. And the actual date will be May 5th uh, of next year. Uh, we'll have uh, a pretty big whoop-de-doo celebrating the existence of this community, which was founded in 1843. So that's about 17, 18 years before the Civil War that this community was founded as a Universalist church. So we really are gonna pay attention to that and we're gonna celebrate and have some fun with that. If you are new today, we offer you a special welcome. We're glad that you came to try out this church. This church, I like to say, is wonderful but not perfect. It is a wonderful place but it is just like everywhere on earth where people are striving to find the best way to live. And so that's what we're doing as well. We're trying to find that best way to live and we don't certainly do it, don't do it all perfectly all the time. So one of the things that contributes to the, what we think is a good way to live is to turn off devices during these times of worship that does not solve every human problem, but it solves a couple of the small ones. If you're new, we hope that you will find this a good experience and come back and see us again. We have a coffee hour out uh, after the service. You go out these doors and turn to the left. And actually, we'll, uh, we're having a service today that's built around the symbolism of water. So we'll be doing a few things with that this morning too, wanna to let you know. And if you've been to previous water services at the church, we're going to do it a little differently this morning. So put on your flexibility glasses and see how we have worked with some different ideas about water. Uh, 
As we begin our worship service today, we want to call to mind the people of the Peoria Nation who lived on this land way before 1843 and way before the settlers came from Europe and changed the whole structure of what was going on in this part of the world. Those people lived on this land and so we want to honor that and express our gratitude that we have through some various uh, vicissitudes of history, we now have the guardianship of this precious land. So may we be good guardians and do our, our responsibility in our time. One of the things we're going to do this year in each service is give you a highlight of church history. So just a little one every week. So in celebration of our upcoming 175th anniversary, here is our church history highlight for this week. 13 years ago, on September 18, 2004, we held a land opening service and groundbreaking ceremony on the site where this building would eventually be built, which, but on that day, it was just land. We had representatives of nine different faith traditions who offered blessings, prayers, and readings. We sang, I'm on my way, and we did a responsive reading. We also had drumming that day, 13 years ago, and Anna Rosenberger planted a symbolic acorn that day to represent the possibilities of the future. May we remember the past as we look towards the future. Good morning, and welcome to the water service. Water, water everywhere, including 60 to 70% of each human body. We are of the oceans and babbling brooks and tributaries, of the rivulets and ponds and sinkholes. We are the mist and the bubbles, the icebergs and the geysers. We have traversed the seas and rivers, waterways and highways, and city streets since we have last seen each other. And now we come together for the sake of friendship and love, reconnecting and recommitting to community, sharing the joy within, and continuing to quench our thirst for fairness and for justice. Outside these walls, there is turbulence of many kinds, and now we come together for the sake of friendship and love. Here in the midst of all creation, here in this safe and protective cove, we bask in the glow of bright smiles and celebrate the joy of being together. And yet, because of the devastation of the hurricanes, the destructive properties of common water, we are reminded that the waters destroy as well as heal. A drop of water can carve a path through a mountain or bless the forehead of an infant. For our essence is of the water and we love to slake our thirst to play and revel in it, and to wonder at happy tears. 
We cannot be rounded up to 100% water from 60. To flow and be wholly of the water but we are here in the safe, dry harbor, whole in our sense of joy, one in community, and fully committed to its voice for justice. We have a tradition in our church that goes back a number of years of focusing on the symbol of water on the first Sunday that we all come back after the summer. And we're going to honor that tradition today, but we're going to do it in a slightly different way than we've typically done it. Uh, we're going to think about water this morning in relationship to two themes. One of them is the theme of filling our cup. What is it that makes us feel fulfilled and brings us joy and a sense of well-being? Whether it's something about this church or something that has nothing to do with this church. What is it that fills our cup? And in a few minutes, Amy's gonna have a couple things to say about that. And then the other theme we wanna consider this morning is how water is related to justice. And that might not be an obvious connection, but the, the um, photo on the front of your service is the photo of the Civil Rights Memorial of the Southern Poverty Law Center, and they quote this famous verse that Martin Luther King loved to quote about let justice roll down like waters. So there is a connection there and in a moment Linda's gonna offer a couple comments of that, about that connection between justice and water. And then when they've shared with us, we're gonna ask you if you wish to come forward and pour some water into one of these bowls. Now I know some people have brought water from various places which is great, but if you, and if you didn't bring any water from uh, Timbuktu or Pekin or any of those places, there's water right up here that can be your water to share this morning. And you can imagine that water as being from anywhere. So we're gonna come up and uh, share into the two bowls and on Amy's side, it'll be a word you wanna share. We are people of many words. We are noted for that. We are noted, I've been told by Robert Fuller, who's a professor of religion, as having the longest announcements in. <laughs> so we are people who know how to speak what is in our hearts. But if you could come up and share one word about something that brings you joy or fills your cup, and Amy will be on that side, or if you have a word you wanna share about something you are thirsting for in the realm of justice, then we're gonna ask you to share that as well on this side. And if you're just one of those people who can't resist and you have one for each side, then you'll have the opportunity to do that. So when the time comes, we're gonna come down the center aisle and, and share our water. And then I wanna have a word or two about the interplay of joy and justice because I believe those things are connected. And if we want to pursue justice, we're going to need all the inner strength and sense of well-being and sense of joy in life that we can muster. So, Amy, would you be so kind? This is a special service. Our water service is the time we set aside to remind ourselves of our connection to each other. 
And through the strength of that shared connection are able to reaffirm our commitment to live out our ideals throughout the upcoming year. Water is an ideal symbol for such things. Water is the element that knows the most about connectivity and joy and creativity. It gives of itself freely and is always willing to change its form to handle obstacles and meet the needs of the world around it. The ancient Toltecs had a creation myth about water and its interconnectedness with the earth, which also speaks to the creative flow of our own connections with each other. Following my tradition of a good story, I would like to share it with you now. In the beginning, the earth was alone. She had no trees, no flowers, no mountains, and no streams. She was only endless matter, turning through endless space. Then the clouds found the earth, and the earth felt the clouds surround her, and she felt the thrill of life in her spirit. And she was no longer alone. She could now create life. Then the clouds gathered together in great excitement, and the clouds grew dark with the weight of creativeness, with the weight of love. And the clouds rained down on the earth. And the creative forces of the clouds washed the mountains and formed the rivers, and the grass leapt up from her soil to meet the fresh rain. Bushes and reeds and flowers sprang into being as a result of her love for the rain. The clouds, feeling the force of her love, rolled with thunder and flashed with lightning and shared with the earth part of their own spirit. And that spirit entered into every bush and flower and tree and every living being on earth. And the earth, now glowing with creation, brought forth her own water. It came in the form of tears, tears of joy, and tears of pain, and tears of love. We are all the children of this sacred, creative connection of water and earth. Water flows in the veins of each and every one of us, and we share ourselves with all of the people in our lives freely. We humans are blessed to swim in this sea of existence. And here is where it gets really good. That connection and joy and creativity are always there for us to fill our cups from. When our lives are challenging and our spirits are parched, we need only dip our cups into the flow of creation to quench our thirst. Whether we choose to fill our cups by spending time in nature, pursuing our passions, helping others, embracing those we love, or meditating and being more mindful, we need only be open to the flow. And when we fill our own cups, we are more present in our life and for the people in it. We find we have more patience and joy and love to give, and we can then give with grace from the overflow of our cups. 
Being a part of this beloved church community is one way to fill your cup. And it also offers you the precious opportunity to fill others' cups. We fill and are filled all throughout our lives. My question to you is, what is filling your cup today? We're going to talk about justice. These words from Amos 5.24 in the Bible are inscribed on the Civil Rights Memorial across from the Southern Poverty Law Center in Montgomery, Alabama. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When I visualize justice rolling down like waters, I see in my mind's eye a mighty cleansing of the wrongs in the world. All people are buoyed so they are not struggling to keep their heads above water. The stigma of poverty being washed away and living wages for all workers. The ideal of equal pay for equal work will actually seep into society. People regardless of identity on the gender spectrum and people of color will be afforded the same opportunities that white males have. Reproductive rights are channeled in the direction of choice. Littered streets being swept clean, food deserts will no longer exist, and children will no longer be food insecure. Pollution will be washed from the air, asthma and other air and waterborne plagues will no longer rob our citizens of their health. Renewable energy rises to the surface. Everyone is on board with good, affordable medical care. Voting rights are afforded equally. And voters flood polling places, ICE, ICE would be refreshing and not an agency of deportation and fear. To me, justice looks like clean water and not oil spilling into the water supplies and sacred sites of Native Americans as it did at Standing Rock. Excuses for infringing on treaties are no longer whitewashed. The children of Flint, Michigan will not be robbed of their intellect by drinking water poisoned by lead. The people of central Illinois will not have to worry about our aquifers. There would be an ever-flowing stream of mercy that elevates people of different religions or sexual identities or physical abilities to a high water level of respect and equality. Decent education would flow freely for all. Mess incarcerations would vaporize, and class and race baiting would be dragged down into a whirlpool. That we all would be in the same boat as the most vulnerable among us. And envision this. Our government would have the humility to make decisions not based on personal gains, but on what keeps our country free and afloat. That is what I visualize 
That is what I dream. That in this country, we come to an understanding of justice that leads to mercy, equality, freedom, education, good health, and financial stability. And joy, I would add joy to that list as Leisha Brooks, Southern Poverty Law Center's Outreach Director does. We are all deserving of joy in our lives. Let the waters flow. So it's never been so obvious how powerful water is in our world. I don't know if you've ever visited the Grand Canyon or any of the large canyons that exist in our national parks or the other parks in the world, but it's amazing to see how just water by itself can gradually make a deep canyon over a long period of time by wearing away the rock on both sides. Water is truly powerful. We need it to live. All creatures on earth needed to live. And of course, we know that water can sometimes be overwhelming, as it is in a tropical storm like Harvey or Irma. But in most of our daily situations, water brings life and creates beauty. The words of the Bible that King loved to quote and Linda spoke about say that justice rolls down like water. Maybe he means that it cuts a path even through hard rock over time, that justice cuts a path eventually, even through the toughest resistance, just like a river in a canyon makes its way through solid rock over time. Justice rolls down like water, bringing life, cutting through obstacles. We know that water nourishes us and we know that we need it to live. And so water can make us think about all the different things in our lives that nourish us and make us whole. It was wonderful to hear some of those things. Our family, our friends, physical and mental games and puzzles, funny shows, potluck dinners, birthdays and other kinds of parties, hanging out with our friends, finishing a project that we really worked on. Joy comes in many ways. When we experience joy or happiness, we sometimes talk about a wave of joy ripples of happiness, or the oceanic feeling when we sing, I have peace like a river, I have love like an ocean. Linda said about 20 of those kinds of analogies in her talk. And when we say justice, another way of saying that is that we want everyone to have an equal chance to the experience of joy. I like this idea of justice, that everyone should have an equal chance to the experience of joy. No one should be denied the necessary elements of a joyful or happy life. This is what I think our founders wrote, that everyone has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
everyone has a chance to those, has a right to those elements of life that are essential for happiness, that everyone needs to have an opportunity for joy. And no one should be cut out of that opportunity. If the waves of joy did not exist, if there were no joy, then the waters of justice would not be needed, I don't think, or at least not in the same way. Because justice is what allows everyone to have a chance for that experience. So justice and joy are intertwined, I believe. And as we march toward justice, we also need to spread joy in the world both for ourselves and for others. We need to fill our own cups with well-being and joy and happiness to the extent that we can. We need to do that and take care of ourselves and the people around us and then make sure that other people have the opportunity to do those things as well. That's the justice part. You know, if I only get to have parties and I only get to invite three people or, you know, and nobody else gets to have a party, that's not justice. That's not justice. And the same thing is true of education and healthcare and all of those elements that we know are essential for living a good life. So we need to fill our cup and make sure others can fill theirs. We need to keep ourselves strong so that we can experience the joy of life and then can be on the lookout and act when we can so that others, meaning everyone, meaning everyone, has that opportunity to feel that joy. Then justice will roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Let us be dedicated to the coming of that day.